Hello and welcome everybody to the Melomancy Podcast. We are in fact alive. My name is Dylan. I am Rick. So we're going to keep this pretty short today. Vic isn't here with us. Uh, that's not why we're keeping it short, though uh, he is currently not feeling well and we wish him a swift recovery. Uh, did you see the, the date on the, the last episode that we made, Rick? No, but I know it was really fucking long ago. March 3rd. <laughs> okay. So it is April. Like, it, yeah, yeah. So we're not going to go through it because, you know, our flavor of the month games, we like, we've gone through a full flavor of the month cycle yes. since our last. Because <laughs> I think in the last episode, I had asked you guys what the hell's Project Zomboid, and I was like, well, maybe I'll get it. And the funny thing is, is that as soon as I bought it, you guys stopped playing it. Just as predicted. I can't fix that. I. It was comical. It was so funny. You'll have it for next time. So that was our flavor of the month, guys. If you don't know what Project Zomboid is, we're not covering it today. You know, if you know. If you don't know, well, sucks to suck, I guess. All right. <laughs> so we thought about canceling because, you know, Vic's not feeling good. I'm super tired. I have worked like doubles for a month straight. Um, I mean, I love my job. It's not their fault, right? Um, it's kind of poor planning on my part. Now, without doxing myself or going into any detail, uh, basically, I, I'm a software developer, right? And uh, I had this project. It had a due date coming up. And uh, I've had a lot of time to get it done, but my responsibilities go well beyond software development because I'm, like, kind of important. And I know where all the bodies are buried. So I <laughs> often get, like, dragged into, uh, you know, various other things going wrong around the workplace. Uh, so I have a lot of things that are required of me as part of my job that have nothing to do with software development. And so when a software development deadline that I've committed to comes up, it gets real fucking stressful. And I, I wrote such cool fucking software and I'm running into some like bug. I don't know if it's my bug or if it's how it's hosted, but fuck, I've been ripping my hair out for weeks now. Um, Cause it's like, have you, ever, have you ever been in a situation where you have a project that's like at the finish line, but there's like something in the way that you just don't know how to fix? Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. For whatever reason, I was imagining you were talking to the viewers or listeners, which <laughs> you are, but you know, I was like, oh yeah, you're asking them a question. I was waiting for them to respond. Okay. Are they here yes, with us in the I room? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. <laughs> uh, yeah, future technology for Mel Mancy podcast. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the uh, yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about when it comes to like trying, like yeah, fuck you. No, I actually do get it because uh, it usually involves people in my case because right. uh, you know we also without doxing myself, uh, my purview as much as Dylan is a, does computers, I do people. Which sounds way fucking worse. You're a people programmer. <laughs> Wait. Wait a minute. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but so like usually it'll be like, like even at my internship. So uh, I am a different uh, classification of intern than most people at uh, my at where I do my stuff. Most people are social work. They go there. I'm a psych work student. And then because of that, we like I don't fall under the same purview. I don't fall under the master of social work uh, mm -hmm. stuff. And when things aren't working the way that they're supposed to, it is almost entirely, uh, well, somebody else who isn't in charge feels like they should be in charge. I see. You know, the programming doesn't work. 
You sit down with your therapist yeah. in a room and they say, do you feel in charge? <laughs> with, with, with the Bane voice, like, do you feel yes. in charge? I can't do it. I can't do that fucking voice. I wish I could. Yeah. Oh. But, or also, another good example, um, those in the crowd that know anything about singing, like really know anything about singing, not, not talking to you, Jules. Man, if there's a Jules that listens to this, I hope they got weirded out for that. Anyways, they... <laughs> But they'll they'll get where I'm coming. Like if I'm talking about like um, you're just like fuck, man. I'm always flat when I go up for these notes, and or even worse, you sound weird to yourself when you sing. Anybody who knows anything about singing in the mask uh, will understand that. Where you're just like, I sound way the fuck too nasally. And it's like, no, you sound fine to everybody else. It's just got some weird resonance in you. So yeah, no, I absolutely get the. I sound like everything is wrong, but nobody else can see it or everything is wrong and i don't know what's wrong like every everything's on fire dylan always and forever yeah and yeah, yeah. and i know that things are like software is getting real fucky lately isn't it like with all the legislation and stuff dude there's so much going on um my favorite developments have been all the AI stuff because like, yeah, we, we talked about chat GPT before, but like it's like exponentially smarter today than it was like last time we talked about it. Oh, oh, yeah. I am now a paying customer of uh, OpenAI uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, they got into your wallet, did they? GPT-4 has not helped me solve my problem at work, so it's uh, <laughs> it's not smart enough, but it, I ask it a lot of like stupid questions and it's been teaching me a bunch of shit because like... In programming, one thing that the college students listening to this will definitely resonate with is uh, both college students and professionals, they Google the most basic shit that they don't commit to memory every time they need it. Like, for example, let's say you're writing Python, right? And it's like, uh, is an empty list null? Like, is that is that false? When I do like an if statement, like, you don't remember. Um, you look it up. Yeah. I don't even remember what the answer is, and I've done it recently. <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense to me, dude. Yeah, no, like psychology shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dev again, people programmer. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so psychology, so... I forget everything <laughs> after the test happens. Just fucking everything. Gotta Google it again. Just falls out of your head. So with ChatGPT, I can ask them to explain, like, okay, explain this concept to me, and then like go into detail. I can ask it to go into further depth. Uh, I can ask it in a different way and compare the two answers. Like it's it's like having a person, like a mentor, that you ask about all your stupid questions. And they oh brilliant! They give you answers promptly without any delay, and no judgment. I assume at any hour of the night. Oh damn, that's so handy. Right? No, that makes perfect sense to me. And I think that's where AI is going to uh, either make or break. Like this will either be the plateau for AI, or AI will run our lives within twenty years. I, I think it's going to be the running part because like I I see the writing on the wall. Right? So like. Mm -hmm. Um, all those poor kids in school that are having chat GPT, like write their essays for them. They're dumb as shit, right? Like, this is not what you should use it for. Like, don't try to cheat on your test with it. Have it teach you shit for free, right? Cause like, I don't know, like if, if everyone listening has necessarily been to college, but like getting time with your teacher can be costly because maybe they only have an office hour that lasts an hour and there's a line of six students out the door, right? Um, or maybe they don't or take questions. One of your class. Yeah, maybe their office hours are during one of your other classes, so you're skipping right. out on a class you paid for to go get help with another class you're paying for. Or what if it's an online class and you don't even go to the campus? 
Oh, fuck, yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. Like, I've gone through all of these problems, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Damn it. <laughs> so, ChatGPT, uh, specifically GPT-4, which is the, the newest and best so far, you could just ask it. And, I mean, so long as it's pertaining to data up to 2021, because that's where it cut off its training data, right? I'm sure that'll change soon. But uh, it's just as good. Like, it can explain anything to you. So, you should just have it teach you shit and then apply that in your homework. Like, there's no need to cheat. You could just ask it to teach you. And you'll, it's like, it's like doing your homework with your teacher in the room and you're asking them question after question and you're just writing shit down. Right. And like on your own, like imagine how much easier that is. No, no, that sounds super easy. Well, no, maybe not super easy, but so much better. Like it's, it sounds like a one-on-one tutor. And again, they're not judgmental. They have endless patience, unlimited hours. You know, mm-hmm. the only thing you're limited by is yourself. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. I, the reason I believe that we're definitely going in the direction of AI assistance in all fields in the future is because Microsoft is definitely leading this charge, right? So Microsoft dumped a shitload of money into OpenAI, right? The ChatGPT4. And they fucking shocked everyone when they... Uh, decided to turn Bing from the failing Google competitor that's probably a money pit to an AI digital assistant. It's like fucking Clippy 2.0, right? Oh, yeah, good old Clippy. It's in your fucking web browser if you use Edge, which is now based on Chrome, and there's no like performance reason not to use it over Chrome now. I don't know. If, I'm still not using it. I don't have Windows. But... <laughs> I use Edge at school sometimes. Uh, it depends on which computer I log into because they don't have like uh, the same across mm-hmm. the board i've noticed i know some developers that use edge both on their macbooks and on their windows laptops just because they like the layout the only thing i don't like about edge is uh, there was an update like this week that you you can turn it off but that turns in your background on your desktop uh, adds a search bar for being just in the fucking middle of it it's so dumb but if that's at, to prompt the ai uh well then maybe you can keep it like <laughs> I mean, I can prop Cortana already if I really want to. Fair. Maybe they'll juice up her intelligence. Oh, uh. <laughs> absolutely. She's going. Cortana is going to be uh, real Clippy 2.0 in the not too distant future. I can see that on the wall, like brand name. Everybody loves Cortana, even though they've butchered her and her character uh-huh. in uh, Halo. But yeah, no, it, it's because Jen Taylor has just a great sexy voice. That's really what it is. <laughs> Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, She's definitely the sexiest voice assistant. Oh, easy. Yeah, yeah. Hands down. Well, I don't know. They, they, uh, what was it? Uh, what, not Sam from Samsung? They tried for her, uh, but then they only had that test bed yeah. hilarity video yeah. and then nothing more. Dude, they could have been making bank. Seriously, on, like uh, Sam. I have the latest, well, not anymore, but I had the latest Samsung phone for quite a while and they still use, uh, bigsby or whatever the hell its name is yeah bixby is garbage like even by like the old generation virtual assistants bixby's garbage yeah Uh, i'd rather have indigo remember indigo (sighs) well i mean we've got both alexa like i have both alexa and um siri and -hmm. siri's been getting better like the apple has been training her for years and yeah mine has a great uh irish accent so fantastic what's not to like and then uh, my, my, I was gonna say my watch has Alexa. <laughs> so I, uh, I backed a Kickstarter that got me a device called a Ooh. Mycroft Mark II, which is a really slick looking uh, little unit that's actually a Raspberry Pi instead of a custom enclosure with a with a screen, right? 
And okay. Minecraft was a free and open source software project that wanted to bring you private voice assistant technology. Like it does what Alexa does uh, and it can search the internet and stuff, but like it doesn't require the internet. I mean, some features require the internet, right? But like it would work without the internet and it doesn't just run on somebody's cloud, right? That's fucking cool. And you can make your own skills for it if you know the language, which was just Python, I guess, in this case. Uh, and uh, much to my displeasure, uh, the software that it came with was not the same as the Mark I. So all of the existing apps that people had made for the Mark I did not work, uh, which means I didn't have Spotify and I didn't have anything useful. I didn't even have alarms. I didn't even have um, reminders. It was like, what am I supposed to use this thing for? And then the USB uh, that it came with, because um, it doesn't have a hard drive, right? You just plug a USB in the back that's flashed. Uh, the USB sure. died, uh, so now it doesn't turn on. Uh, I flashed a new USB that does work, uh, and it turns on now, but uh, they went out of business. So the image I flashed on the USB was actually Neon AI, which is a fork of Mycroft by some other company that is trying to be profitable, that may themselves go out of business for all I know. I don't I don't know. And uh, it doesn't run very fast on the device. It just kind of loads forever and doesn't actually hear me on the microphone. And so it's like, man, I spent like 200 bucks on this thing. And it's just a Raspberry Pi and a, with a fancy screen. And I don't know what to do with it. It's just sitting unplugged on my desk. And it's like, this was supposed to be my Alexa replacement. I was going to set it all up in my office. It was really nice at first, like in my office, because it's like the screen by default is alarm clock, kind of like the screen Alexas that they make, right? My dad's got one of those. It was basically like that. And it worked okay before that USB broke. But uh, my hope was the Neon AI flashed USB that I had was supposed to be even better and solve all my problems. And it just made it worse. Like the only improvement was that it turns on now. <laughs> and this was like the only option like for free and open source like yeah sure stanford i think it's stanford it might have been somebody else they made a, a digital assistant called almond which is a cool name and it does spotify um i just really care about spotify okay that's a, i love collecting physical copies of music i have a vast cd collection that i rip to file on my computer but Spotify super convenient. I pay for that and I discover a lot of new shit there. So I need it for a digital assistant. So, I mean, maybe I could figure out how to put Almond on a Mycroft Mark II box because it's meant to run uh, either on your computer, your phone, or on, um, what's it called? A home assistant, uh, which is a, a, mm. a, a server that they also make units in a box for you, but it's a server software that comes with an appliance if you want that is supposed to control all of your smart home automation, right? So you can put a voice assistant on top of that. And so long as the server has a microphone or wherever you installed it, Raspberry Pi, I don't know. If it can hear you, it can do the thing. Oh, well, that, that sounds good as far it's, as I'm aware. But that's so much more work than the Mycroft was supposed to be. Like the Mycroft well, was supposed to come out of a box yes. and just work. And it, for a while it did, minus a few features I wanted. And now it's it did until it didn't. Yeah. Now it's just collecting dust on my desk and it makes me sad looking at it. Maybe it's like uh, the I was going to say the thing like the children's toys that listen in on you to quote, learn new language. <laughs> totally not to spy on you. It's like that, Dylan. <laughs> totally. So, Tencent was the largest backer. Mm, 
sketch. So let me tell you why AI is the future, right? So, so I told you how Microsoft's spending a lot of money on open AI and that gives them all kinds of access. Cause when they, they, they brought that Bing thing out, they're like, okay, here's a limited list of people that can use it. Cause it's not open for everybody. Not yet. Right. But, um, they had chat GPT four before open AI paid accounts had chat GPT four only by like a week or two. Right. But like, they rolled that shit out with ChatGPT4. That was nuts. And I saw somebody on the Fetty. He had um, he pulled up a couple of like Twitter pages that were in Japanese. It was like some Hollow Live like trend page. And he asked Bing, "Hey, what's this about?" And uh, it gave it a perfect answer. It's like that is fantastic. This is a trend about this Hollow Live particular person who just had a concert and was well received. Uh, and this is trending in Japan. And among Japanese speaking people. And it's like, huh. And, and But it was like an essay length of detail that I I don't remember. Right. That's cool. The point is, is that it's it could see what your web browser is rendering. Right. It, it sees what you're looking at. Now, that might be creepy because we might be going to a future where the AI might call the cops on you if you're on a naughty website learning the, 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 the dark secrets. Right. Well, when I'm learning how to summon Voldemort, it can, you know, call the cops on me. <laughs> right. As long as it's the wizard cops. <laughs> so i mean i could see a future where the tech savvy people they have their daily driver web browser for like the the good sites on the surface web and then they just use tor for everything else because like for example like i could imagine the ai driven web browser like kind of like putting you on a list if you not for using the dark web but for just using like controversial websites right or websites that contain controversial content um, you know, like the Harry Potter fan club, <laughs> uh, <gasps> heaven forbid. Um, so that is a dark future, uh, that we might live in. Uh, but the tech savvy people will just liberate themselves by using more than one fucking web browser. Uh, while all the normies just get put on watch lists for going too far onto the other side, you know? Well, maybe, or, you know, maybe the AI will determine because like AI, it just, as is before we even got to this point, like even like four or five years ago, it was good enough with the algorithm to figure out like, oh, you look, you know, this is like your background stuff that you've kind of looked at for the last like 20 years or however long we've been watching you. Mm -hmm. And we know what you're going to click on next before you click on it. Thank you. <laughs> right, right. And right. like, like, like when Amazon pulls up things that you're looking for, before you've said it out loud, before you've searched it anywhere else, you know exactly the kind of thing that I'm talking about. You've yeah. given it no evidence that you would be looking for, I don't know, a, you know, a jacket of some kind or whatever. And they're just like, yeah, no, you want the, you want this neon green jacket. And you're like, and then when they pops up, you're like, yeah, I kind of want that neon green jacket. <laughs> right. You want to know what's really funny about um, Megacorps doing creepy shit. So uh, as you know, um, if you have Facebook on your phone or Facebook Messenger or both, um, Facebook knows where you are at all times because the app's running in the background, right? Um, so they know where you are. They know what you're saying because they have access to your microphone. They can take, they can peer at your camera. Even if you tell it that it can't have access. Yeah. It can. And it doesn't turn a <laughs> little light on either. <laughs> no, of course it doesn't. Of course not. And so, um, so the other, the other weekend, uh, you and I and a bunch of our friends went to see, go, go see John Wick. Right. right. Um, and you may recall there was a person our age at the ticket booth when it was just the, the, the three of us. At yes. First. So that dude found Destiny on Facebook 
and like friend requested her and i'm just like who is that and she's like i don't know so she messaged him without like accepting the friend request I was like who the fuck are you <laughs> and he's like oh i sold you your ticket today i hope that's not weird and it's like it's very weird Thank that's you. very weird what the fuck like um but what uh what i know that I had to explain to her is that, oh yeah, if Facebook knows that you have been in the vicinity of another Facebook user and talking um, for any extended period of time, they're more likely to recommend that person as a friend in your, uh, who you should add next list of people. Yeah. And that's just, it's not okay. No, but no, it's, it's not, not going away. In fact, it's going to get worse. Like I'm actually surprised that we never caught on to the trend that Japan did with the touching cell phones to transfer data even across like different carriers. I, I have no idea of the why that never caught on over here because like, I don't know, encouraging people to talk to pe another person in real life. I feel like that would be a valuable thing, especially for like algorithms and data like that as proven by your Facebook story. Right. I don't know, man. And I think there was uh, like around the time of razor phones. I think we had, a uh, system like that it may have been i forget what it was but yeah i think there was a system like that and it just never caught on in the u.s it would have caught on if all our phones did it but if you you know you have one brand of phone with one model of phone that can do it a fucking course it's not going to catch on one day if my if my work stops paying for my cell phone what i might do is i might get one of those cool flip phones that are new um, they're getting better. Like that crease is getting like way, way less noticeable with each new model. Uh, there's a girl in one of my classes that has one of those and she's got a really like robust, hard plastic shell case for it. Really? And yeah. that really, and it really does protect it because it adds like a lot of extra stability on the outside to keep it from overextending or, you know, all the other dumb shit you can do with, with uh, bendable flip phones. Bendable. Yeah. Cause they look so cool and it's like, I like it. Um, I don't know if I would get a hard case because like I, I had a big bulky case and I've been I've been rocking that big bulky case life for years now. But uh, my most recent case broke while I was at the office one day, one of my rare visits to the office. Right. And it's like, yeah, I guess I'm throwing the case away. And then I so I pocketed the phone totally naked and I'm like using it. And I'm like, fuck, this feels good. This is what iPhone users do, isn't it? <laughs> For the most part, so one of the things, you know, you get to learn pretty early on uh, with the cell phones, the more modern ones, is that the actual shell of the phone is incredibly resilient. Typically, when you drop it and you get a crack or whatever, it's because it lands at just like that perfect angle to crack it or whatever else. But it also speaks volumes about the toughness of these phones that they can get cracks in the screen and still function. Right. I mean, sometimes, obviously, there are exceptions to this. I'm not looking at every case by case basis or anything. But like, mm -hmm. I know, you know, by now, all of us have dealt with a phone screen that's cracked at some point in time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, with the Android phones that I've had, that's usually a death sentence. Whereas I seen some iPhones just keep trucking. But iPhones, like they had that durability thing down a lot earlier, I think, than uh -huh. Android did. They did and... D does Android not use the bioelectric uh, field for the touchscreen? Uh, I think they do. Because that's what. Okay, I was gonna say that was a large reason why iPhone. Because I think the early Android models were uh, pressure sensitive. Mm -hmm. um, I think you know I could be wrong here. I know there were some touchscreen phones that were pressure sensitive early on, and I don't know if they were Androids or 
another model, maybe the Windows phones. But that was like the thing that like they figured that out immediately with the iPhone. And as soon as they got rid of all the buttons, it's just been uh, so much better. Even Mm -hmm. the last model that technically didn't have a button on the uh, down at the bottom, but looked like it had a button. That was just uh, so you it had a place to like read your thumbprint primarily, and um, it was actually really cool because they had like you know like the PlayStation controller controller haptic haptic mm-hmm. feedback. They had that so well refined that it felt like you were clicking the button. Yeah, I wish they'd use it more often. Like I played that fucking God of War game that everyone said was the was the goat. And uh, I had haptic feedback like three times, and it was when I was chopping a tree down in a cutscene. They didn't use it any other time. <laughs> I think it's a really cool thing that they don't know how to implement because, you know, the basically the only games they can really use it on well are going to be uh, first party games because everything mm-hmm. that's not first party, they're you know making very uh, optimized and streamlined code and just changing it as little as they can have to. To make it fit into each individual console or PC, right? Yeah. Um, speaking of video games, oh, wait. I did want to before, talk oh, before you oh, talk shit. about video games. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we have to talk about one more thing. Wait, I got to finish wait. my point. So the AI oh, future <laughs> from Microsoft. Right. So um, I bring all that shit up, and I, I the reason I wanted to bring up Bing and how Bing was reading your web page content through Edge and why that's important is because Microsoft, um, like a week ago. And I haven't been posting a whole lot about this in our Discord because I don't think anyone cares about this in our community. This is kind of like a probably not not really a video game related topic, but like it's super relevant for like my professional life. So the next version of Microsoft Office is going to have that same shit with AI. They're calling it Copilot, not Bing, right? Mm-hmm. But like imagine Smart. like what Clippy did, except uh, way driven by an AI and super intelligent. So it's like, while you're typing your essay, like an AI chirps in and it's like, I don't like this tone or uh, I think you're, you're, so you're writing about subject ABC and uh, you should really bring up point X, Y, Z. It's missing. Mm -hmm. You should really do that. And um, this applies to better writers. Yeah. It will, it'll apply to the spreadsheets in Microsoft Excel. It'll apply to databases in Microsoft access. Ever use Microsoft access? Didn't think so. (laughs) But actually, you know what? That's a good idea. Could you imagine an Excel spreadsheet that handles all the coding for you? (laughs) No, no. to be like, (laughs) exactly. But do you know how much, like they're taking away the largest hindrance of Excel being, possibly the greatest single computer program made by man right like all those like complicated formulas that you have to google all the time and the bot you just tell the bot like hey clippy uh can you summarize this column like it i don't know how to do it yeah or or something complicated like make a pivot table between columns a and v and then like divide by column uh x y i don't know like something complicated well i mean or shit like if if you've done research uh, or like real you know deeper uh, statistics class you know like hey I want you to find Pearson's R for these values and you don't have to remember the formulas or fucking nothing just be like yeah give me Pearson's R for this shit and <laughs> it'll be no Excel okay uh, no I'm sold on having my AI assistant fuck right? I'll go okay. get a research job <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll find Cohen's D for you Clippy find Cohen's D. <laughs> go clippy go but yeah like i i think they're making a really smart move because like obviously they've been seeding a lot of ground to like google docs and um i think that's it just google docs but um <coughs> like what other like suite of um 
productivity tools competes with Microsoft Word. I mean, I, I don't use Microsoft Word or Google Docs. I have the really fantastic free and open source alternatives, but ain't nobody using that in the workplace. Like, I, I'm not an well, idiot. <laughs> no, you can't because, like, nobody wants their proprietary software to be handled by what is a free open source software. There's there's a good reason why you want to have paid software in the workplace. And if you have a big a big company that you work for, you probably got some kind of deal, uh, like, on the licensing for the Microsoft suite or the Google suite. Uh, like, I went to college at UW. Like, that that's not a secret. Um, they <gasps> they pay for the Google suite. So every every UW student had what effectively was a Gmail account that they used Gmail to read. And all of our assignments were done in, like, Google Docs, Google Sheets, Google this, Google that. Like, you go to the computer lab to, like, do some work, and it's Google this, Google that. They don't have Microsoft Word, you know? No, that's fair. And, you know, I've got the opposite <laughs> problem where I get the office suite. Um, right. But, right. you know, one thing that I would really appreciate, though, is them having an actual AI editor on there. Because if you use the current editor, since it's uh, algorithmic, like in the more traditional sense, it's so fucking slow over browser because browser mm. like computation speeds are just so fucking limited. Um no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not mad at it, but geez, <laughs> it basically makes it unusable. So I am watching this space with great interest as I think Microsoft is making a really, really strong move. And I think Google's fucking shitting themselves because thanks to ChatGPT, people aren't Googling shit anymore. Uh, they're they're prompting the AI to tell them, like, what's up? And soon that's just going to be your daily driven experience with Microsoft products. So... Yeah, Google should be fucking worried. All their money comes from search, right? Yeah, they're going. Microsoft's going for the the jugular with this one, and it's like really cool to see. Yeah, I'm actually on Team Microsoft, and I'll pretty much always have been. Like some of their Windows products have been real shit, but I and I do rightfully trash those shitty Windows products. However, you got to make a lot of bad products because um, that tells me they're still like actually mm. innovating, not you know slapping a new coat of paint a la FIFA 2022 or fucking whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, Google makes a lot of bad products too, but they're really good at burying them. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like Google Glass. Oh, uh, I yeah. wore no, one of those augments. I had one, well, I didn't have it. Uh, I had an IT job in college, and uh, one of the professors ordered one, and we got to like, like put it in inventory and test it out. Like, it was so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's one of the ones, other than it looking dumb as shit, is... It was possibly like a revolutionary piece of technology that Google's just like, yeah, we're not making enough money on this prototype. I guess we need to shelve it. I, I'm sure there was more complicated reasons for it, but like, yeah, no. And actually with, again, with like powerful AI, like the chat GP and, you know, derivatives of that, you could have a real augmented reality situation that doesn't look like shit. Yeah, like I've seen uh, some augmented reality glasses that uh, do a pretty good job of what they, they advertise. Like it's like an extension of your computer desktop. But you can still see around you and they don't look awful, but they're super expensive. Like that shit's getting better really fast as well. Uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, better wearable technology. Um, oh, so speaking of things to look forward to, I, I did say I was going to make fun of a couple of things. Uh, when we were talking earlier, right? So I want to make fun of the Germany uh, because the Germany they're bringing back the <laughs> the Germany. Yes, the Germany because 
for some fucking reason they they were like you know what we need we need stormtroopers you know oh i saw that picture what was the context what the fuck was that okay so the context is germany stood up their new space command um which i don't know if that's a good idea or not it's still yet to be seen if it was a good idea for the u.s to have a space command it nothing caught on fire in outer space as far as i'm aware so it could be worse um so germany in an attempt to i think man you know i should have used chat gp to translate now this for me oh well um so my understanding is they've stood up their space command and they in their opening ceremony announcing it they dressed up like the fucking empire from star wars Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's the message that Germany chose to send to the world about them going to outer space is we're the bad guys again. Now, I, I know there's going to be, well, I mean, our, our community is pretty tight, but like, I know there's people on the internet that probably saw that uh, and they're just like, oh, Germany is the leader of the free world because America's shit. So like they can get away with this. And it's like, you are a child don't say that (laughs) it hasn't even been a hundred years like that like it hasn't been 100 years it's been about 80 years since they've had a stormtrooper corps you know the most devout motherfuckers except for maybe the like uh actual secret police in nazi germany yeah no bad idea germany I mean, I, you know, I'm okay with the concept because, like, yeah, they're trying to make a joke. It's just in poor taste to have stormtroopers out there. It's in poor taste to have stormtroopers in Germany where they had stormtroopers before. <laughs> where the name comes from. Like, right. Any right. fictional media that has stormtroopers, you know, 40K, the empire from Star Wars, they're derived from German stormtroopers from World War II who were you know the elite of the elite nazis that's just hilarious <laughs> to me i mean again you know it's a it was a choice it was one that probably that general or admiral i don't know what they what title they ended up you know going grand with, admiral. navy <laughs> yeah grand admiral thrawn over there it probably one that he didn't make um so it was probably his pr team that thought it would be a funny joke which they're right it is funny if literally any other country did it, it'd be like Japan operating their space program and coming out with, uh, I don't know, fuck, what would, like the Yamamoto as their flagship, <laughs> which it's hilarious because, in, you know, like we have the Yamamoto, like the space battleship Yamamoto anime, but that is so far fucking removed. It's not weird that they did that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it would be weird if they did it in real life. There, that's the difference. It would be like, it would be like Japan comes out with a space force and they unironically dress up as like the 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 first season, like the 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 genuinely bad principality of Xeon uniforms, like not not oh, Neo Xeon, yeah. not the ambiguous stuff, the unabashedly fascist principality of oh Xeon. yeah and oh you know what and they call their uh the operation to launch their first like manned spacecraft into space operation british yes oh my god that'd like, be hilarious like, like i mean that's the kind of awareness yeah. we're talking about that the germans basically had here like that's just stupid yeah 
or you know if japan actually does make mobile suits and their first ones are zakus (laughs) (laughs) and they're not like like that's how it happened in the show i mean (laughs) right it is but again the unabashedly bad people who are like you know what drop gassing and then dropping a colony onto earth the place that we're invading and ostensibly want is the right answer that was such a cold move. Like, I really love the way they showed it in Gundam The Origin. Like, that is such a great series of movies. It is. Um, it is a- absolutely fantastic. And they make a, a real showcase in, like, universe for why mobile suits are superior to, like, these big-ass battleships, which have more powerful weaponry on them. Mm-hmm. But as soon I as mean, you throw those particles out, all those weapons are kind of useless. Like, except for the mm-hmm. manual ones. Yeah, no, it... Yeah, it basically reduces everything to line of sight and having a highly mobile, highly articulate mobile unit ended up being far superior, even to their uh, jet fighters and space fighters. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, no, big, big thing. And uh, the other thing I want to make fun of uh, is uh, it's a long running thing with Wizards of the Coast. Anybody who I'm sure I've bitched about it on the show before and if i haven't i've certainly bitched about it elsewhere and somebody and it's new enough that people may not have heard about it but so one thing that they've done um you know if you remember the whole ogl bullshit they you know they completely dx that move and all that and uh got rid of one D because we because we the internet made fun of them enough uh make the to make them understand that it was a bad idea this is the same Wizards of the Coast, who has a public-facing man who said uh, something akin to, I can't wait for all the white guys to get out of the space. You can't say shit like that. That's just not going to fly. I know. I know. Uh, But I I can't wait for our main demographic to stop buying our product. Like, but so what the what they've said, and this is kind of an official thing, um, they're to they're removing the half species from the PHB of itself isn't the worst thing ever although it is kind of weird to be like yeah you know there are no half orcs there are no half elves anymore we're just making them go away but let's so, be real does that mean an orc can no longer impregnate an elf i this is important so or i i <laughs> guess so. like they're gonna have to say that species can't intermingle now so they're changing like and they've always kind of like there have always been small lore changes here or there, but this is a kind of a big lore change to just completely erase like entire species from the canon. Because I, I uh, envision two things happening: one, the 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 fan fiction and and the porn artists are going to have a field day with their impossible to impregnate elf ladies, right? Of course. <laughs> and on the other side, we have uh, the racists <laughs> who are just like, "Oh, that's what we've been saying." You can't mix. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the one well, thing that uh, I I love about Moon from Shitposter Club, the admin. It's something he said yeah. on the show, like the first time we had him on. Um, he said, and I'm going to paraphrase this. It's not it's not his exact words, but it's what he meant. Is uh, the one way you can piss off people on the far left and the far right at the same time is just tell them that you support race mixing. Think about it. Don't explain. Just think about it. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not wrong. Um, <laughs> it gets funnier the longer you think about why that is the absolute tr- fucking truth. <laughs> you know, and I've I've kind of gone back and forth with it with some things, but this is definitely one of those things that kids un- like get to understand when they're older, assuming they aren't 
too woke, which sounds like a weird thing to say. But uh, so kind of what happens is, especially in the U.S. and some parts of the other you know, the developed parts of the world. This tends to happen where we have this societal pendulum that swings conservative and liberal. And lately it's been like, and lately I mean like the last 10 years, it's been swinging harder left and then harder right than ever before. Uh, well, not ever before. Like, I mean, we had literal Nazis at one point. Shout out again, Germany. They're <laughs> um, never going like, to live that one down. No, they aren't. Uh, shorthand for... Where the good guys is playing America in World War II. Um, don't look at our tournament camps. Those didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the it's just one of those things. Like, and I suspect it's going to have you know it's part of like the cycle of the world, as it were. Just because that's you know <sighs> the greatest secret for every liberal in the crowd is your goal is to become the new wave of conservatives. Um, it's something that nobody thinks about, but that is the whole point. The whole point is to make a whole new status quo that is more equal and deserving of everybody. But then once you get there, you don't want to leave, which is the essence of conservatism. Mm -hmm. Um, so with that in mind, uh, what happens with Wizards of the Coast, because we've derailed off that part, is by saying, yeah. By saying that we're removing the half species, they have managed to straddle the line where nobody's happy. Like, you've got a bunch of people, not all of them are woke even, just people who naturally lean left because a lot of us do. Not very many people want, like, less freedoms and rights for those around them, but also we kind of don't give a shit about other people because they're text on the screen for most of us. Like... Unless it actually inconveniences us in our day-to-day, -day, we might pay lip service to it, but we don't really care that much. So, like, yeah, we're going to be bitching about, you know, this half-species thing for, like, the next week or whatever, but it's going to go away. There will be a new... Can't, I can't believe Wizards of the Coast has done this. Um, I can't believe they've done this. I can no longer be right. half-giant and half-cobalt. <laughs> well, and that's... Well, and, their argument is the half species, literally the half. Uh, they've also changed race to species. I think that's a non-issue, but, you know, there are a bunch of outlets that made it into an issue because apparently there are a bunch of angry, you know, white men on the internet that bitch about it. But realistically, no, there isn't. Like, one person in a thousand is not a bunch. <laughs> right. Um, not on Twitter, but but also uh, one one thing that is kind of a problem with the with the way they say it right before mm -hmm. is like let's say you're half orc and half elf like are you a half elf or a half orc because there's like a different page for each one in the handbook right um, yeah and so that that is actually confusing <laughs> I think what they and I think they're also getting away from like your species as it were mm -hmm. uh, deciding like your starting stats uh, in a little ways although. One of the things, again, I point out is it allows for a lot more creativity to have, like, the Dungeons and Dragons, especially in the 3.5 era and Pathfinder, struck a nice balance between there being enough rails to guide players and enough freedom to make off the walls bunker shit. And that's something that um, we kind of don't consider 
as much as we should when it comes to newer stuff like is it, it's always like this endless like freedom we talk about mm-hmm. go anywhere do anything especially video games open world video games they often say things like oh yeah you can do anything it's like no i can't become a uh you know old lady that lives in a house f- with her 17 cats no i can't open up a shot uh, shop in the middle of a dungeon and sell nothing but sex toys obviously but in D you can at your dm's you know discretion and uh, they're right. trying to regulate that away they are they're not only regulating it away but they're also like arguing that you get more freedom out of it all while accidentally being more racist could you imagine if a hasbro executive just kicked your door in and said hey pick one white or asian like would you just punch him in the face like <laughs> i mean well yeah i'd be upset that he kicked in my door in the first place but well they're hasbro they could do what they want right well possibly you know what they could afford to give my give me a new door uh, <laughs> i'll make sure it has like a steel plate in the middle just to foil the next door kicking ceo um but yeah, no, that's exa- well, actually I have lived that life because <laughs> in the 90s, oh boy. In the 90s when you got like you know, like certified testing and state certified shit, like you could only pick one race. That's a good point. Uh, that didn't actually change like in the federal government until like the mid 2000s. Like to you know, like 2004 or something like that. That's how recently the United States government has acknowledged that people can be more than one race. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and here Hasbro is taking it back. <laughs> yeah, and like, and that, but that's the thing. Like, and that's actually one of the big arguments online about it is like, so you're saying that it's my existence is racist is what you're telling me, Hasbro. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's Wizards of the Coast. Let's be real. Hasbro has just given Wizards of the Coast and their executive, you know, their C-suite personnel enough rope to hang themselves and they're probably just watching to see what happens because like if if wizards of the coast goes under hasbro will be just fine (laughs) like like they're they're not in any danger as a company right um it's just the whole like it's inherently racist to have a half race or a half species, if we're using the it's modern just a terminology. Bad take. It's a bad take. Yeah. And generally speaking, I'm okay with like changing language or any of that stuff because it's not inherently bad when we change language. Yeah, sometimes it is. Latinx or Latin I say Latinx because it's funnier, but Latin Latinx, all that shit. Yeah, that's dumb as fuck because it was made up by white people deciding. You, you call that, it Latinx because uh, it's funny because you don't actually say it because you would be punched in the face. <laughs> well, right. Well, I mean, anybody who's lived anywhere near Mexico will tell you that it's dumb as shit. And the fact that there's, um, okay, this is possibly my mo- the most racist thing I can ever say, like, and actually believe. I think almost every social justice cause is done by bored, rich white women, like bored white housewives. That is where I think the vast majority of social justice comes from. Uh, like straight up because like it's always mm-hmm. always like 40 year old white women championing causes that have fuck all to do with them why For can't sure. you just be like the generations past and fuck the pool boy right or your yoga instructor 
do something. Those stereotypes exist for a reason, and now they just sit behind a keyboard and they, you know, post their horrible well, right. opinions into the world about, oh, I got to stand up for the little guy. Little guy? <laughs> well, guy? You know, the other... <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the... Oh, or she could pay her, you know, Consuela, mm-hmm. um, Family Guy reference for anybody who doesn't know. Um, they she could pay Consuela, who cleans her house, a living wage. That would be a start. Mm-hmm. Imagine the, um. this old white woman. Be like, I know all about the issues of the Latinx community. My housekeeper is a Latinx, and my my pool boy is a Latinx. <laughs> like, lady. Oh, absolutely. And what do you pay mind, these people? Slavery wages. <laughs> giving. You went mute. I don't know if you noticed. Oh, no. The AIs were listening. <laughs> They've come for Rick. Jobs. Oh, oh, he's back. Yeah, no, you went mute for me, too, for a moment. Weird. We? But then you came back, and then we couldn't talk. Yeah, okay. Sorry. But yes, this is hands down my most racist take of anything. And That's why the silence made it funnier. <laughs> yeah. I'm leaving that in because uh, people are making AI podcasts now and they're like perfect English with no mistakes. And so I'm leaving mistakes in on purpose because I want to, this is proof of life right here. We haven't uploaded in a month. We have not been replaced Don't by worry, AI. Don't worry, soon enough. But not today. Yeah, soon <laughs> enough. There will be, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, and, you know, and I'm not out here, again, I'm not going to be out here saying that the, all social justice is bad because there have been some pretty decent, you know, strides made forward by, you know, long-term groups like the NAACP. <laughs> um, you know, not all, uh, like, as much as I despise the company. I feel like people on the internet don't, so, uh, even though that is dictionary definition, social justice, right? I don't think when people are talking about the trolls on the internet that espouse social justice, they're not talking about the the great victories for equality of the past, like the NAACP and all that shit, right? Like, they might as well be two different fucking planets worth of people. Right. Um, and oh, I, yeah. you don't have to excuse it. <laughs> well, I mean, like straight up. So and the people from the Gen Z and inevitably the generation younger than them. I don't know if they have a name yet. Um, Gen Alpha. Or go- Alpha. OK, they started cool. over. Uh, OK, cool. We're just using Greek letters now. Solid. But the what they won't get is that everybody doesn't actually fit into nice and neat boxes. And I've seen this in action in college with uh, Gen Zers, where for you Gen Zers in the crowd, I'm going to use some of your language, I'm sorry. No cap for real, for real. This guy, <laughs> this kid said... Straight like, bussing? I was, yeah. No, he was just... Uh, he was not. He was bussing. not. He, he did not uh, understand the assignment. Um... So the I feel so old. <laughs> I it sounds bad saying it. I'm gonna be honest, but he um, <laughs> we were in class and this was a business writing class. So we were going through at this section we were going through prominent um, people on the liberal and the conservative side of the aisle, not just like businessmen, not uh, po- politicians, and. He thought it was like an outlier when she put up a conservative black man, like a real conservative black man. Mm-hmm. And they're they're real. They exist. My neighbor's one. Like it's fine. They're not just like <laughs> for a long ass time. Most black people, I think, were conservative because they lived in the South. 
Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And the South doesn't make people conservative. It's just, it's just what they value down there, right? Yeah. Well, again, the goal always for liberals is to be the next wave of conservatives, whether or not they know this. That is just always the goal is to make a new status quo and protect that status quo. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like uh, ch- changing the status quo uh, was something to fear as a black person in the past because they remember the vaccine trials where they they like genocided a bunch of people on purpose oh no no like yeah no 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 that totally didn't happen <laughs> oh right <laughs> yeah, but... shit <laughs> the AI is listening isn't that <laughs> but yeah that's a that's something that you know this kid didn't know I can't even say kid like I say kid like if I say that it's derogatory because he's like 21 21 years of life on this planet, and he didn't know that there is a large, like, not an insignificant number of conservative black people. Like, just didn't like, know it was real. Yeah, and that that's what social media does to a motherfucker. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and it, it's not going away. It's going to get, again, I, my, you know, like you've got your... AI assistant uh, apocalypse. My uh, apocalypse is that uh, we're just going to slowly and slowly drift further and further apart. Actually, it'll be like technology where it starts slow, but then ramps up exponentially. Because uh, that's what we've seen with like technolo- technological progress since like the 1940s, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, uh, you know, started slow and then like in the 90s, we just catapulted until where we are today like things that we wouldn't have dreamed of in the 90s are now not just real today but like blase like and it's, it's just comical to me because like because like i i see this division that you're talking about and it's like these people just don't understand each other like they like a lot of the same shit like uh a lot of people will think that leftism or that's not a word sorry leftist people have a some like a monopoly on the concept of mutual aid right or oh, that God, no. mutual aid is some sort of inherently leftist concept. Meanwhile, um, how many conservative communities like, you know, share with their neighbors, right? I mean, that is like it's the same fucking thing underneath everything else, like all the weird readings of like the Bible and shit, all the literal definite like readings of a book that was not intended to be read literally uh, <laughs> underneath all of that shit. That is where charity stems from, is like Christian churches. Like right. behind basically every charity, except for maybe, I don't know, Planned Parenthood, with they're not even a charity technically, um, is a church. And Planned Parenthood is an outlier. It, not every church hates them. You just think so because uh, there are some crazy motherfuckers out like protesting right. in front of everyone or like firebombing them and shit. Like crazy outliers. Right, but like no, it's just I, I bring it up because it's like these people are like kind of like arguing for the same thing. Now, of course, there are key differences here because obviously the leftist approach would be to mandate you know government funding for programs of mutual aid, right? Whereas a conservative community would just you know share their their bounty of wealth with their neighbors that they trust, right? Yeah, and not involve the government at all. In fact, they they probably would view government oversight as like, oh, you're just going to tax me for this, like get out of my house. <laughs> Weirdly, that's where we get like, um, like the strain, like our political conservatives are wildly not conservative because like they've been helping government get bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so like the conservative party in America, like does a really bad job of being conservative. They're just the other choice. <laughs> yeah. No, they they're conservative by default by not being liberal. 
Yeah. It's really it's such fun. a joke. Like, yeah, for any European like listeners out there, America is weirdly like deri- divisive at the moment because we've let these like crazy motherfuckers just run rampant in the politics. It's not like we aren't out in the street that often killing one another. Um, it does happen at an alarming frequency in the U.S., but not like to the point where like you don't have to walk around armed out in every town only detroit and chicago um only yeah, detroit so and chicago like, <laughs> yeah yeah everywhere else if you're walking around armed it's a personal choice you're making a statement in a lot of cases um no it's not and speaking of making statements did you know sonic is dead you know that's what i wanted you to go to next and i think in the interest of keeping the episode short we should we should cover that and maybe wrap up so that's exactly what I was going to uh, suggest we do. So Sonic died, everyone. For the dear listeners in 2040 listening to this, uh, we, we love giving little timestamps of, uh, you know, what we're talking about and what we're doing because, you know, things change over time. I'm sure if you listen to us bitch about politics in the first season, it'll be totally different than us bitching now. Not because we've changed, but because the times have changed. Uh, but this is concerning an April Fool's joke. <laughs> well, so, okay, there was an age... April Fool's joke that, uh, well, we thought it was a joke uh, with uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, he might be one of the AIs in the future that's like ruling over the planet. I don't fucking know. If the furries pray to anything in 2024, it'll be, or 2024, oh shit, 2040, um, it'll either be him or Cold Steel. Well, you know, um, furries are suspiciously rich. I mean,. Suspiciously You've got to be able to afford the fursuit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the murder of the Sonic the Hedgehog is a visual novel. Visual novel produced by a AAA company, no less, which is actually really neat in that regard, because they're not usually AAA material. And I can't mm-hmm. say this is like the most AAA of AAA games I've ever played. However, it is still a visual novel. Yeah, um, it, I beat it in apparently 100 minutes. That includes like 10 minutes of like fucking off and cooking. Um, so it's about an hour and a half of a game. Um, it They do not care if they you find it difficult. They've got like you can have uh, there are a handful of like actual like playing gameplay segments where you uh, that's how your character thinks. He goes, what would Sonic do? And then imagines playing like an isometric Sonic level in his head and then comes up with the solution. Really fucking weird. Do you get strategy. to play the isometric Sonic section? Yes, you do. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do. The goal is to get enough rings by the time Sonic has reached the end of his run. And they have varying degrees of difficulty. Um, but the cool part is, and this is actually one of the times I'm like, accessibility in games. And I mean, journalistic accessibility, not like you can play this with uh, your feet kind of accessibility. Uh, for I don't know, man. Don't Some of those arms. journalists, like maybe they're not using their hands. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe they don't know how to hold a controller. Actually, you could basically turn it on. No fail, though, uh, for those segments. Ah, journalist mode. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's varying degrees of journalism mode. So like if you've just got like I'm half journalist, um, mm. can I say that? Oh, might be shit. racist oh no <laughs> the journal uh, species it... riots in the streets uh no but that reminds me um i i did say i was gonna cover final fantasy 16 i'm not gonna 
you're gonna get back to your story okay. in a minute but like real quickly though like in final fantasy 16 they they had a demo since we last recorded and they they showed um instead of having difficulty settings uh you you pick a you, you pick a yes no choice of like am i a beginner or am i not and if you're a beginner they give you some items that make the game easier to play that you can just take off when you're ready to experience how it should be because the difficulty is not any different and i'm just thinking <laughs> the ring of journalism <laughs> i mean yeah and you know there are some games that work with that um there are some games that don't and like i can't turn on journalism mode for online shooters just saying guys um, I'm sure that'll be the episode title, The Ring of Journalism, for like the episode after 16 comes out. If it's uh, unless there's some like crazy meme that takes its spot, but like I want to make that a thing. That's fucking hilarious. Anyways, Sonic is dead. Yeah, so Sonic's dead. Uh, you play a uh, brand new assistant on this train. Uh, you're on a bullet train, essentially. That uh, I'm gonna be honest. I feel like the um um. Construction of doesn't make any sense, but I'm not going to question that. I think that's part of the joke um, of it. I honestly, if you're thinking about like anything in the game, you're overthinking it immediately. Think what would Sonic do, knowing that Sonic has like two things on his brain: going fast and collecting rings. And then after he's won chili dogs, um, like that is all Sonic thinks about for problem solving, basically. Um, to just keep that in mind for everybody, just click on the stuff, figure out the thing. Like it's super on rails. It's really funny. Um, I feel like they did a good job with all the characters. There's a, there are a couple of touching Easter eggs in there. So like, uh, like you've seen the outfits, I assume for the characters, right? I haven't seen anything. Okay. So let me see if I can find a, ah, here we go. Um, Hey, do, do, do. Got to save this screenshot for you. Uh, but so the characters, um, they have uh, outfits because the whole idea is that you're hosting a you are hosting a history. Uh, and the, but then Sonic ends up actually in trouble. OK, I'm looking at your picture you just sent me. But yeah, and this is I, all. Oh, they're like, all wearing like clothes that they don't normally wear. Like, yeah, yeah, they did a good job of it. Um, I think that might be some key art because that I feel like the game was a little bit more detailed. But yeah, and you've I'm sure you've seen a few like Sonic laying dead pictures. Yes, I did see that. Those are pretty fucking hilarious. Also, I, I'm I've not seen I've seen a couple screenshots of like really funny one liners. I don't remember what they were. Uh, but they, uh, two of them are from Tails, and it's just like, I can't believe he said that. <laughs> yeah, no, they've got all kinds of hilarity. Like like I said, they did a good job, despite there being no voices. You know, um, they did a good job with, like, pandering a little bit to the Rouge the Bad is super sexy crowd, and everybody else who thinks that's weird as shit, that people are like anthropomorphic animals cannot be hot. Uh, but yeah. The line is clear. If it has a snout, it's furry. <laughs> there you go. Simple as. Uh, you show me a cat girl that has a human face, and it's like, oh, yeah. Excellent. She's just got ears. Whatever. You show me Rouge the Bat, and it's like, why does that bat have tits? That's fucking <laughs> weird. Uh, but yeah, they did that. But yeah, it's Amy's birthday party. That's why she's... Uh, so she's like... She's front and center in this picture, and everyone's yeah, yeah. like trying to talk to her. And Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Knuckles is kind of off screen. You can't see him, but he's wearing his, uh, quote, sheriff outfit. And it looks oddly similar to a, uh, a comic outfit that he had uh, back in the Sonic the Hed- Archie Sonic the Hedgehog comics. And uh, suspiciously similar to his, uh, what was it, 20 years later outfit. Um, like, I think the hat is directly from that. I, look, I see in the background, Shadow the Hedgehog looks like he's ready to serve me some Starbucks. <laughs> he's uh he's a blacksmith or a locksmith a locksmith sorry oh, fancy uh, yeah yeah so it's actually really good like I, I thought it was a really good like way to kill an hour and a half and i highly recommend it um not gonna probably not gonna be game of the year because it's barely a game however um if nothing else like i if i don't play anything else this year then i'm just like oh I I may end up settling on that at well, the end I, of the year. I've got good news for you. Um, there's a different visual novel created as an April Fool's joke that only takes an hour of your time that I think you should try. Uh, it is called Valhalla Kids. You know, like the bar. I did that. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did that. Oh, when, okay. Yeah, yeah, when you told me about it, I was like, oh, let me go find this shit. Yeah, no. And You've already got it covered. I only All play right. through, <laughs> yeah, I did only play through it once, so I could go back and play through it the second time with more with the uh, new it's not really new game plus they've just acknowledged that you've played through it uh and have a few more like things for you to solve i, I think yeah hmm. uh, i think or it may have been like i just didn't finish it uh, but i did make it to an ending so that's mm-hmm. yeah i don't know maybe wallpaper engine will be my game of the year <laughs> i mean by number of minutes played it will be <laughs> Yeah, usage time on that one is um, at 601 hours, almost 602 hours. Hot damn. Yeah. So uh, I guess before we wrap up, uh, I guess a little bit more proof of life. Uh, I'll tell you what I've been up to. So, uh, oh, yeah. well, yeah, That's I've been working to the bone. Sure. Right. Uh, however, I don't work 24-7. I, I'm not working 24-hour days. I'm working like tw- 10 to 12-hour days. Right. So I've had a little bit of time at night, and I have beaten uh final fantasy 7 remake we were talking about that last time i was like on the verge of finishing it um or maybe i did finish it i don't remember if i talked about it or not it was so long ago now um <laughs> i started playing the yuffie dlc and jordan will will hate me when he hears this I, I i still don't know how to tell him maybe we'll bring him on the show and talk him down but like i started no. playing the yuffie section it was very good but i didn't have the patience for it and i youtubed the rest of the cutscenes. um her gameplay was actually fun, but it's like it was all areas I've been to before and I didn't want to play it anymore. Maybe if I had played Remake when it came out and then got a PS5 and then Intergrade came out, I probably would have picked this up and just played the Yuffie part and I probably would have been happy because of how much time had passed between the playthroughs. But like going from the main story and then playing that right away, like I was so done. I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. Uh, but I'm glad I watched those cutscenes because there was a lot to see. And uh, then played crisis core which i played the shit out of on the psp when it was new uh played the remake on the ps5 and that was fun i beat that super boss that i couldn't beat on the psp that felt really good it felt like a sweet sweet childhood revenge and now um i'm playing through rogue galaxy with my kids just because they like pirates and you know space pirates that's cool uh rogue galaxy is a game made by the same people that made dark cloud and uh uh later they went on to make nino kuni if you've heard of that um I don't think that game's as good, but it's definitely more popular. <laughs> um, whereas, uh, you know, Dark Cloud, that's that's one for the for the OGs, if you know what that is. Um, so I've been playing through that with the kids, but the plan uh, is at night uh, when the kids are asleep 
um, to get Warframe working on uh, the living room computer. That's Destiny's computer, right? Uh, with a controller. Because cross-play is just taking too long to get here, right? Or, sorry, cross-save is taking too long yeah. to get here. And I want to catch her account up to mine uh, because Warframe 2 is coming. They're not calling it that, but that's what it is. There, There's a new Warframe update that is so big and so important to the story and the timeline that you can choose to start there for a new account instead of where we started. Um, it's not really like a sequel because like, like, like minor spoilers, like uh, in the new war, your player character meets a different version of themselves that didn't become an immortal child. And so they're like middle aged because they're the same age. Right. Um, and you can swap between these two characters. They're the same person. Uh, for weird mechanics that make sense in Warframe's universe, but I'm not going to bother explaining because it's really complicated. And uh, this update that's about to come out is the origin, basically the starting point origin for this character uh, that eventually leads up to them meeting the, the immortal child version of themselves, and then we continue where the new war leaves off. That is kind of where they're going with the story, and I'm for it. I really like Warframe's story. I think it's one of the best things it has going for it. I know early on, there wasn't much of a story, and all we could do was speculate. Some of us were right. Some of us were very wrong about what our speculations were. Uh, but as the story content actually came out and the cutscenes were actually made and viewed, like, it's fucking Kino. Like, it's so good. I, I keep coming back. Like, damn, I really want to hear how that ends. But, like, all of the cutscenes and all of the story and, and, like, a brief explanation of all of the stuff that's not in a cutscene, like... It, it doesn't fit in an hour long video, uh, but I have seen on YouTube. One guy did it in nine hours and it's like, well, that's a lot of hours, but it's not that much story when you like look at the numbers, right? Like if you like Final Fantasy seven remake was just the first three hours of Final Fantasy seven, the original, you know, they leave Midgar big deal. And that is like a 40 yep. hour. RPG. It was a big gar deal now. Mm hmm. And I'm not you watching know, a four-hour video. Every... <laughs> they survived. Right. Honestly, that's how I consume a lot of games now, too, is, like, mm. if I care enough, I'll just watch it online. Like, no story is so good and enthralling to me that I have to play it instead of just watching it. Right. Because if the story's good, it will be just as good of a story if I watch it. If the story's not good, me being present and playing it will not improve it. I play video games because they're fun to play. Mm -hmm. And so your precious <laughs> gaming hours go into games that are like long term, fun to play. Like or games that scratch the like I'm sitting around, you know, like like if I play RimWorld, right? Like it, the whole goal for that to me is not actually escaping the planet. It's making like this self-sufficient colony that just hangs out like if they go like if i can go like an in-game year with nobody dying that's a win for me and that's kind of how i do like video games I, it's not necessarily well actually no it is the right way to play video games because generally speaking there's no wrong way to play video games if it's on your own um i also play a lot of shoot like not a lot but i play enough online shooter stuff but that's because I don't have to commit long periods of time to it. Like, and we got the homies that might in. come with you, right? Like if it's planet yeah. side, we can get a group together. If it's call of duty, like we've done that before. 
Yeah. I haven't uh, played that in although, forever, and I don't plan on going back. I mean, me neither. Um, but, like, I've been playing some Hell Let Loose recently. Um, is uh, I've thought about going for Squad, but apparently uh, Tencent is now enough of a factor that uh, most of the top reviews on Squad is just a plaster, like a, uh, I forget what we call the text image, like when we make dots and dashes into a text, what that's called. Um, of uh, Jiping and uh, then a oh, whole the bunch Tim of Tiananmen Square uh, massacre, blah 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 blah. Like yeah, yeah, in both English and Chinese, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is because China was not only did Tencent become like the major stakeholder in it, but they also um, just released the uh, Chinese Army, the People's Liberation Army. Sorry, that's PLA, um, Chinese Army. For those that don't know, it, the, the PLA is the Chinese Army. Um, but yeah, they just recently did that, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll go for Squad." And then they're because I'm like, I'm enjoying Hell at Loose. Maybe I'll like it, you know, modern guns instead. And then I read all that, and I'm like, mm, "No, I think I'm happier with Hell at Loose." Uh-huh. I repurchased uh, Risk of Rain Two for the PS5. I play the shit out of it on my PC, but it's like I'm so rarely at my PC, and right now the PC is the bad screen. I work in this room, and I've been miserable lately. <laughs> So like yeah, I'm having fun here talking to you, but like, I, after we're done, I'm gonna go probably play on my PlayStation. Like, oh, I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> at least Discord hooks up to it now, so like theoretically, I could jump in chat with you guys and talk. But like, I haven't like tried it yet. <laughs> uh, oh, when uh, like when I um, am done, like uh, like not when I'm done here, but like when I'm done like writing a paper, I leave my computer for a while because you're right. I can't look at this get like the same screen that I've been working on for mm. you know hours at a time as a Game Boy. Yeah, um, the fun no, screen becomes why... the bad screen, and uh, huh. right. That's why, like in my dream, like uh, this is how well you know when I live well. My dream is to have a uh, two computers, um, one for gaming and one for not gaming. Um, and they will be in separate rooms. That's the one I'm missing because right now I have the work laptop and a docking station and I have the personal computer. They're hooked up to the same mouse, keyboard and monitors. It's a really slick setup, but I've spent so much time on the bad screen that all I want to do is get up and leave. Yeah, no, absolutely. Which is what I'm going to do after uh, we're done recording this. I'm going to edit it another fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i i would not expect you to edit it right now but it's currently oh, april the 7th i promise to edit it soon dear listeners we are in fact alive um and kicking yeah and, and <laughs> i think we're gonna work on trying to maintain something akin to a schedule too um even if it's just a quick check-in i think that's a wise choice yeah. for us i don't mind I'm these shorter episodes um, too yeah like, i'm i'm saying it on the on the video or the recording that way somebody can be in the comments and be like where the fuck is my episode i know thanks symbolite <laughs> i'm just kidding symbolite doesn't ask yeah. for episodes but i know he's listening <laughs> yeah yeah what's symbolite gonna listen to no yeah he, he just well i mean that's what's one thing i do with podcasts they become my nighttime music i actually like listen to an episode of a podcast Mm-hmm. And then I go back to ones with like people whose voices I really like as like a guest or something, and I just play the shit out of those episodes uh, as sleepy time noise. Very nice. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go entertain myself with the PlayStation yeah. before uh, 
every noise becomes sleepy time noise because I am I haven't been this tired since college. Like I, I'm on my second Red Bull right now. I, I cracked it open right before we started recording and I'm not any more awake than I was earlier. Yeah, no, I'm, that's uh, I might just need sleep. You might. It, honestly, like uh, this is where the switch is going to come back and play, Dylan. You can lay down and just like kind of half play something. Oh, I got the Chromebook for that. That's uh, oh, okay. All the visual novels and all my save files have moved to the Chromebook. <laughs> <laughs> Because I can <laughs> I can run Linux apps on it, and uh, it, thankfully, the the leading visual novel software like deploying to mul- or making versions of your game for for multiple platforms is like part of the export process. So it's like right at once, uh, push everywhere. Like oh, Android app here, Linux version there, Windows version here, sometimes a Mac version. So all the stuff, all the visual novels I was reading on my phone actually have like Linux versions. So <laughs> oh, that's dope. Uh, and my save files work, so all I had to do was copy them over. So that's that's probably what I'll be doing. <laughs> so yeah. all right, all right. So this has been the Melomancy Podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, we are sending positive vibes and wishes of good health to our friend victim who couldn't join us today. He's not like dreadfully ill or something. He's just not feeling well. I, I mean, he he is actually sick, but he's not like gonna die. <laughs> so no, no, he's nowhere near death. He's in Canada. They believe in healthcare there. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you're willing to wait, and and the solution they offer you might be death, but you know, Canada, <laughs> small price to pay. It's totally better, guys. Blink, blink. We're okay. No, um, it's all good. We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you, dear listeners, for sticking out. Sorry, it's been a whole month since we uploaded. It's been real fucking busy for me, but uh, I I mean, if it takes shorter episodes, we'll do it. Cause like this has been nice. This has been nice. I missed this. We'll see you all later.